Fresh. I'm your host, Amber Akilla. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. I am a DJ slash creative consultant, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Amber Akilla, and for music and playlists on Spotify and SoundCloud at Amber Akilla. And the meme page for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. So you can send me feedback on there, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I really appreciate feedback. Genuinely, like every single message that I get, I'm so grateful for because, yeah, I actually like can't believe anyone listens to this. And then on top of that, that people actually take something away from it. So thank you so much. And yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Vibe check from me. I have been doing good. I had like two days of really intense anxiety last week um, relative to the time of this recording because I think this episode will come out a little bit later. But yeah, it was crazy. Like I literally felt like I was almost having a panic attack in the car and I was trying so hard to like take it as an opportunity to really focus in on managing the feeling and my response at the time instead of like wiling out because it's definitely like the most intense feeling of anxiety I've had in a while like I've kind of been pretty crazy and I suppose there was like a number of different things that might have been fueling the anxiety but yeah it was really intense and I've since moved through it which I'm very grateful for and I guess it's just a reminder to me and to you that, you know, the feelings do pass, especially when you really focus on trying to be present in the moment and like, unfortunately or unfairly having to sit in that discomfort and trying to observe it rather than allowing yourself to spiral too much, you know, and then also giving yourself the opportunity to like express the emotions that you're feeling even if it's in private, I mean, especially if it's in private, sometimes you just need to have a little cry in the car, you know, (laughs) and things that I did, I had been pretty sedentary for like the last day or so. So I went to the pole studio and did practice time, which I don't really do that often, just kind of started doing outside of the classes that I go to. And I felt like really moving my body helped a lot. And just like, I don't know, being able to like expel some of the energy (laughs) that was moving around inside me helped a lot. And um, yeah, writing out how I was feeling with as little judgment as possible and just taking it easy, taking time to myself. It was actually before this gig that I was playing and I hadn't DJed in so long. So I was like super nervous. And yeah, I guess a few days have passed since I'm feeling much better still like trying to take it easy and maybe like spend a little less time on social media excuse me this car yeah still trying to take it easy not spend too much time on social media or really notice when I feel like anxiety building when I'm too online because yeah there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now and I really do feel like there's a limit to how much we can influence and how much 
engaging with information about events that we have no immediate control or influence over can actually like benefit or do anything. And I guess that sounds really cynical in some ways, but at the end of the day, I really do feel like protecting your own needs and your boundaries is really important for the greater good. And most of the time that's not going to be able to influence like geopolitical events. And if you can be there for yourself and then the people that are in your immediate contact and surroundings, being able to be your best for yourself and for them is going to have a much better impact, I think. And we definitely take that for granted when we're too online, chronically online. Yeah, I feel like it creates this illusion of control or of influence that doesn't necessarily translate into real life. Because when I spend time offline, I can really sit in the peace and gratitude and privilege that I have and make the most of the present moment rather than, I don't know, mentally trying to project or transport into a place that I'm lucky enough to not be in you know I think I'm still educating myself about things and there's a way to do that that doesn't require you to be like emotionally charged in the same way that like talking and posting and criticizing yelling and stuff on the internet can do I mean that's just my personal approach now because yeah as if we don't have enough problems in our day-to-day lives as is even when we're in a position of privilege let alone fighting for your life and if you have the resources to donate and support causes that are meaningful to you then by all means do that that's important anyway so that was a vibe check just a reminder that the feelings of anxiety or uncomfortable feelings do pass and trying to remind yourself to be present even in the face of discomfort sounds counterintuitive especially given the culture that we live in that is so like hedonistic and escapist but yeah it's kind of like radical to be able to sit in your own discomfort and observe it rather than be carried away in a spiral doom spiral that's usually like mental more than it is um like based in reality I think yeah I was definitely spiraling over things that events that had not yet happened and stressing about things that I didn't have control over and it just like fully overwhelmed me but yeah I'm reminded that the bullshit never stops only our ability to manage it improves so with that being said today's topic is on therapy obviously I'm not a professional disclaimer not a mental health professional by any means I'm just a girl living her life on the internet with a podcast and sharing like my personal experience, my observations, my opinions. And this is by no means like prescriptive at all. I can make like recommendations based on my experience, but they are only to sort of help you figure out what your approach may or may not be. You know, like everybody... We're all connected in the human experience and we're not quote unquote special, but we are unique in our circumstances. And I think really being able to hone in and build an awareness of where you're at, what you need is more important than copying what somebody else has done if it doesn't feel authentic to you, right? So 
yeah, I'm going to talk about my experience with therapy and just how I've approached it. And it's going, this is definitely going to differ from person to person, especially from like region to region as well. So yeah, let's get into it. So firstly, I want to acknowledge the amount of privilege that I have in terms of having access to mental health resources and being able to have found a therapist that helped me so much. And for anyone that lives in Australia, you can go to your GP and get a reference referral for a therapist. And you get like, I think it's, you can get 20 sessions a year rebated on Medicare. And yeah, I think if you have the opportunity to be able to get access to that by all means. And I think another thing that I've seen is group therapy in Australia which I've heard can be really helpful as well. Um, And yeah, I think if you really do want to progress your understanding of your own mental health and your own mental health management, it's worth trying out different things if you have access and resources and looking at, you know, if there's free workshops or if there's any community support because you really have nothing to lose, I feel. Like when you're at a point where you feel like you don't have the guidance that you need sometimes just getting out there and even trying to find it is going to help you and kind of like create momentum towards finding a solution and just keeping an open mind while also trying to like maintain your boundaries is important so I definitely don't think being able to go to therapy is going to solve all your problems absolutely not but I think it can really help with developing an awareness of who you are, why you are the way you are, and how you can better manage the way that you think or the actions that you take in response to your thinking, how to manage your feelings, how to manage your relationships, um, and your life in general, kind of. And yeah, it's definitely not a cure-all. I think some people do approach therapy as like, oh, if you know, if people just got therapy, the world would be a better place. Not necessarily, because you need to be an active participant in your therapy as well. Like it's not something that is done to you, which I think is a common misconception. Like this idea that, oh, you know, a therapist is just going to click their fingers or tell you something that you've never thought about before. And then your life is going to change. You really need to like reflect on the things that you discuss in therapy, the recommendations that your therapist might make, even the efficacy of your therapist and like the compatibility that you might have with them given what you need, given where you're at. Um, Yeah, I definitely think it's important to really consider it like not a job, but almost like a form of study if you want to get the most out of it, in my opinion, because I think that it's easy to get caught in this trap of thinking that just by going to therapy, you're making progress, but it's actually like how you apply what you learn in therapy outside of therapy that really determines whether you've gotten anything out of it or not kind of thing. So I am very grateful for the privilege that I have had to be able to have access to therapy and to have been able to take so much away from my experience with therapy. And I do think that if you have the privilege and the access, you should lean into it. Because you being 
a better version of yourself is going to benefit everyone around you. And I think there's this idea in society now, and especially on certain like pockets of social media, that's like a lot of people projecting their own insecurities, their own feelings of lack onto people who seem to have more than them. And, and I understand where that can come from. Of course, there's always going to be resentment when you feel like you have less than other people and in this like comparison spiral, but tearing somebody else down isn't going to make your situation better. You know what I mean? And when you are in those feelings of lack, which are valid a lot of the time and based in reality for a lot of people, I think being able to focus on where you're at and how you can make small steps out of that feeling and tangible, take tangible action out of the situation that is going to help you to feel more in control. And then your energy is being diverted back to yourself and away from comparing yourself to other people. You know, we only have a limited amount of energy every day and thinking about how you're spending it, how you're using it and which direction you're directing it into makes such a huge difference on our lives and on our mental health as well, which, you know, a therapist could tell you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very lucky. And I think that it's all, I've also been lucky to grow up in a time where people are starting to destigmatize going to therapy. You know, I think when I was younger, it was you have to be like an addict or you need to be a victim of like very obvious kind of like physical or sexual abuse in order to see a therapist. But now I think more and more people are taking their mental health seriously and recognizing that everybody has triggers, everybody has a sad song to sing if they want. And everybody was a little baby at one stage of their life with no logical understanding of the world. And no matter how much privilege they did or didn't have, there were things that would have happened to us that we didn't have a logical understanding of. And we didn't, we weren't able to like consciously process and traumas of any kind can like live within us without our awareness. And affect the way that we see and interact with the world, with the people that we love, with the people that we hate, and being able to have an opportunity to address that and develop more self-awareness and live life with more intention is a privilege. And I think it's important to the progress of, you know, collective human consciousness in general. It doesn't mean that there aren't also like a number of structural issues that need to be addressed and structural change that needs to occur in order for there to be more equality or progress in society. But these are all like such huge issues that we often get distracted with that are usually probably triggers from something within us. And I think when you can really focus on yourself first and then address the impact you want to have on the world, not the other way around, then your ability to really serve others is going to improve. And I've seen that play out so many times. I continue to see it play out and it's not selfish to put your needs first if it means that you're going to be able to be of service to others. It's not like putting yourself first and being selfish in a way that becomes detrimental to others and then also maybe detrimental to yourself but you being able to be at least in a neutral to positive place is always going to be better for the people around you than if you're in a negative place. And I just find it so interesting the way that so much of society and culture wants us to be in this negative place because it makes us better consumers. It makes us easier to manipulate and it makes it harder for people to resist 
So yeah, those are things that I think about a lot. But the destigmatization of therapy has been great. And I think seeing people talk about mental health more is good. Obviously, you know, it can veer in all different kinds of directions. And I'm not an expert to say like which direction it should go in. Um, but yeah, there's definitely this idea that therapy is just like a quick fix. And, you know, oh, someone's sad or angry or clearly not happy with themselves. They should go to therapy therapy might not work for them you know like they might not think there's anything wrong with them they might not think that they need help or they might not want help so at the end of the day it is more important to just focus on where you're at and what you need and I think that it's not I don't think therapy is necessarily for everybody it's also a timing thing like for me I had seen a therapist when I was younger maybe like five years ago only managed to get one or two sessions in but I don't know, it's like when I look back, mm, the timing just wasn't right for me. And then five years later, after a pandemic <laughs> um, and a lot of other personal things, I was ready. And it really has made a huge impact on my life. And to the point where I've been lucky enough to have a therapist who doesn't need or encourage me to see her like on a regular basis. We've kind of like reached a point where she's like, you can go and live your life now and I'll be here if you need me. But it's not like she expects me to come in every week or every month or anything. So I think I've been really lucky to experience kind of like going in and out of therapy because sometimes it's like, oh, if I start, then I just can never stop. I'll just have to go forever. And I don't think you need to be having that kind of attitude. Like sometimes you're just going through a lot and maybe you only need someone for a few sessions or a few months and then you're kind of like back on your feet again and you can keep going on living your life and then maybe at a later stage you need one again you don't need to be going to one every single week or every month for like the rest of your life by any means I will also say that one of my expectations going into therapy was that like the therapist could just tell me what to do I had a lot of really difficult decisions that I needed to make and I didn't know what to do and I thought that the therapist was like a life coach and was going to tell me like in order for you to make the right decision this is the right decision but you know both of my therapists would be like what do you want to do what do you feel is right what is authentic to you and your values and that is a tough pill to swallow when you are in a moment of crisis but again, the point is, the point of therapy for me is to further get in touch with your authentic self the same way that figuring out, you know, self-development and learning, understanding, building self-awareness. And sometimes I think the way that we consume self-help is like, oh, there's a right decision, a right way to live your life. But it's actually more about what is right for you. And there is this kind of level of unknown that comes with you didn't choose to be born you're born in a certain amount of circ in certain circumstances with a certain type of personality a blueprint of who you are whether or not you connect this to a spiritual or non-spiritual practice and your life's work and your journey is to connect with that part of you that is guiding you and there's so many things that get in the way of us being in touch with that whether it's societal pressures, pressures from our family, pressures from friends, 
So yeah, I mean, I think it's worth saying because even for me without realizing, I would get frustrated or I would go into a session thinking, okay, I'm going to present this to my therapist and she's going to just tell me what to do. And then she would just be like, what do you want to do? What's authentic to you? And I'd be like, damn, I actually need to make a decision and take a responsibility. And being reminded of that um, is both annoying, but also freeing. (laughs) Because I think even if you are someone who consciously or subconsciously is looking outside of you for answers, looking for someone to tell you what to do, at the end of the day, when you realize that it's about returning to yourself and figuring out what is authentic to you, you can appreciate the fact that it doesn't matter who's around you. As long as you know how to connect with yourself, you'll be able to make the right decision or you'll be able to trust yourself. Even if you, for whatever reason, don't make a great decision that you'll figure it out regardless. That's kind of like the crux of the whole practice of going to therapy for me, having someone teach me or having someone remind me that that is the answer that I'm looking for is already within me. I just need to figure out what practices I can do to make sure that I'm connected to that or so that I can uncover it whenever I'm emotionally overwhelmed or like mentally going in a downward spiral. (laughs) Things that I would keep in mind if I had a friend that was thinking of starting therapy and obviously again not expert opinion not prescriptive advice but the podcast is called friend crush after all so If I had a friend who was going to therapy, I would say that it's important to really be honest with yourself in sessions in terms of how you're feeling with the way that your therapist is approaching um, your sessions, because a good therapist will tell you at the beginning, like, you know, if at any point you feel uncomfortable with what's being discussed or how this is being approached, you have every right to seek help somewhere else and they don't take it personally. And I've seen stories about people who have had therapists who've been really unprofessional and haven't um, mentioned that or have taken it personally when someone's decided that they don't vibe with them anymore. And you don't need to take that personally either. You know, like it's definitely important for you to be getting something out of the sessions that you're paying money for. And, you know, it's just sometimes you're just not compatible with someone and that's okay. So being honest with yourself, don't feel like you need to stay with a therapist because you don't want to like hurt their feelings or something like it's their job. So if somebody does react poorly to you deciding to seek treatment elsewhere, then that is just a reflection of their lack of professionalism and nothing to do with you. I think it's also important to be honest with your therapist in terms of what your goals are and what you want to get out of therapy. I think sometimes if you don't have a clear idea of what you want to work on yourself, then it's kind of like a bit directionless. And I feel like if it was me, I wouldn't feel like I'd be getting much out of it or it would be kind of like almost a waste of money. But at the same time, there are people who just seek therapy to have somebody to talk to and debrief on their life because they might not have someone in their life who they can feel like can give them kind of like a neutral or objective perspective, which is fine. You know, like everyone has different reasons to go. Um, For me, I would say that I focused on like talking about how I wanted to be able to feel confident in asserting my own boundaries. I wanted to feel like I could be 
confident in my own decision making. I could care less or worry less about how I was being perceived by other people. I wanted to, you know, tie up loose ends in terms of like traumatic events that I had been through. And also I wanted to not plug in to other people's problems at my own detriment. That was something that I've struggled with a lot. Like I always want to like help and save people in an not healthy way for anyone so like that's kind of what I would tell the therapist at the beginning of our sessions I had two therapists in the last two years and the first one she was really great for what I was going through at the time but it felt like a little bit surface level in terms of what we were addressing and then she also ended up having to like get a different job so we weren't able to really continue sessions anyway and I was really lucky to be recommended the next therapist through a friend whose younger sister had seen the same therapist and had like really made a lot of progress with her and the second therapist I saw for maybe a year I would say almost a year and we only had sessions like once a month or every month and a half two months and it's really just changed my life could not be more grateful and after that she was kind of like I mentioned earlier go live your life I'll be here if you need me. And I think that's kind of, that was my goal for therapy as well. Like I didn't really, I didn't know that I would have that outcome. And I didn't even know that that was possible, that I could go in and work through a number of things, have that kind of treatment, and then be in a place where the therapist is like, you're good to go and you're going to face challenges, but your ability to manage them is going to be better. And you're always going to be able to come in and check in with me if you need. But I feel so grateful to my therapist for facilitating that kind of experience for me, supporting me through that. And I feel like that's the type of experience that I wish everybody could have with therapy if what they really wanted is similar to me. I will say that I did a lot of outside work in terms of managing my mental health, trying to find ways to center myself and adding like, I guess, self-care to my daily life. I really do feel like a well-rounded lifestyle needs a holistic approach, especially in these modern, late capitalist, hectic, (laughs) precedented and unprecedented times. If you aren't living with intention in terms of personal boundaries and making sure that you are taking time for yourself to look after yourself and not just frantically trying to meet other people's needs and expectations, then it can be really hard to get anything out of your sessions in therapy because other than the hour that you might spend every other month or every other week, you are just living in a completely, in a way that's like antithetical to your well-being and being able to get the most out of your sessions. So things that I would do would be like reading books about self-esteem, Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, such an important book I talk about a lot. The Road Less Traveled, also one of my favorite books. And it also discusses like therapist-patient relationship in that a little bit, which I had never really thought about before, but it does give you like a little bit of an awareness around how to manage that kind of relationship or the things that may or may not come up in that. Then also How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is a holistic psychologist. So she talks about 
lifestyle factors like diet, exercise, rest, meditation, spirituality, in terms of how that can affect your mental health and your general well-being. So reading books like those definitely helped a lot. Doing writing exercises, especially in the six pillars of self-esteem, helped a lot. And then also doing things like journaling as many days of the week as I could, even if it was just like 10 minutes in the morning, thought dumps. Yeah, I've never exercised so much as I have in the last two years with the pandemic, just because I've had nothing else to do. <laughs> and I don't do it in like an obsessive um, way, but yeah, in comparison to my life before, I've never been able to be really consistent in terms of doing physical activity. So that's helped my mental health a lot. Even just like taking a walk without my phone uh, with my dog is has been great. Um, doing things like morning meditations or morning stretches if I'm not doing a full workout has helped. And yeah, so like I feel like therapy can be a part of a general sort of lifestyle shift because mind-body connection is so important and then you're going to get the most out of your sessions and you're not going to need to go to as many, you know, because there'll be things that you're addressing in your life that you can share with your therapist and say, yeah, I've been working on this and this and this. I feel that they've helped me in this way or I feel like I'm having blockages in trying to approach this or that and then you can address it more efficiently than waiting for them to like make certain recommendations for you and you know your therapist is like not a life coach by any means so I think taking initiative outside of your sessions is really important and if you can like take notes after your sessions so that you can remember anything that they've said to you that's really stuck out that you want to keep in mind that's also important too so it's kind of almost it is a practice and it is something you need to participate in and you can almost treat it like a form of study in some ways because yeah mental health is complicated the mind is a complicated place and a mysterious place as well a lot of things like people don't really have like clear answers for and also being able to leave room for things that can't necessarily be explained is important too you know there is a certain level of the unknown or mystery that comes with just being a person and keeping an open mind rather than feeling like you need to rationalize everything I think has helped me a lot as well and that's addressed in The Road Less Traveled that book yeah I feel like it's really important to think about factors outside of your sessions that you can kind of become aware of and adjust with so that you can get the most out of your sessions because therapy isn't cheap <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if you're investing the time and money to go, then it's important to also make sure you're getting the most out of it outside of those sessions, because that's the whole point. You know, you want to be able to better manage your life in general. And therapy is just a tool that can help you do that. I also feel like the pa the therapist patient relationship should be working towards the patient having like trust in themselves, not like a codependent relationship with the therapist, like feeling like, okay, I need to tell my therapist about this or, oh my God, I need to see my therapist to help me get through this. Like you want to get to a point where you're like, I trust myself to figure this out and I can go to my therapist for assistance and like a second opinion or just perspective, which is kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like I could still use a few more sessions, but I'm not thinking that I'll need to like long-term be seeing them on a regular basis, I feel just kind of like periodic check-ins, but we'll see, who knows. 
I'm very grateful for the experience that I've had with therapy and for anybody that's on the fence about it, it doesn't hurt to give it a go. And you might be like me the first time I went to therapy and only go to like one or two sessions and then pause on it for a while and revisit it later on. I think timing is really important in terms of where you're at in life and what you're ready to address. Like some things you're just not ready to look at or you just haven't had enough experience like having a certain part of you reflected back to you or triggered to be able to have a sort of like cohesive understanding of how something has affected you or how something does affect you I don't know if that makes any sense but like I don't know there was definitely certain things that I had some awareness of like in terms of patterns of thinking or behaviors that I had but it's like I just hadn't lived long enough to be able to gather all the information and present it to someone to look at and then have whatever they say about it make sense to me in a way that would allow me to kind of like move through it and into the next chapter and to really like put all those things away I'm sorry if that's too abstract but like it's not necessarily something that people can see or something that I can share if you know what I mean, like in terms of like social media achievements, I don't know. I think sometimes without even realizing we expect that the changes that we make in ourselves or in our lives need to be broadcastable. But to me, like the most sacred things and the most profound experiences I've had cannot be captured in a photo, cannot be expressed in an Instagram caption or a TikTok video or anything. So I think when you really focus on how doing something like therapy or making sorts of lifestyle changes that are going to be beneficial to you and are going to reconnect you with yourself in a way that doesn't have to really involve anybody else, um, that is when you can really focus on how you're feeling and your experience and the process of change, the process of growth without like worrying about how it looks to other people, if that makes sense. So if you are on your mental health journey or your self-discovery journey, I wish you the best. It's not linear. Healing is not linear, as my therapist reminded me the other day. And as I have recently said in an episode of the podcast, so... Yeah, it can feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like the way that we consume media, especially like on social media, everything's in a grid, you're looking at stories like clicking through time, you feel like you need to be progressing in a straight line, in a linear way, but that's not how life is at all. So yeah, definitely digital distancing has been important Um, and sleep hygiene, those those kinds of things have been important in not just like my self-discovery, self-development, but also in allowing me to get the most out of therapy sessions. And yeah, good luck. I believe in you. Thank you for listening. This episode was a little bit all over the place, but I just felt like I would share what my experience has been like and do a little vibe check as a reminder that we can all be going through it at any given point, but I might be going through it, but I'm going to get through it. That's Megan the Stallion. (laughs) 
And that's what I, that's another mantra that I'm going to add to my list of you are hot and having fun and you were not born to be ugly or have a bad time. I might be going through it, but I'm going to get through it. That's what I was repeating to myself recently in my two days of overwhelming anxiety, borderline, if not actual panic attack. But yeah, thanks for listening. Send me your thoughts and feelings on Instagram. And oh, now I have a voice memo feature on the podcast page. I think you can like click into anchor and leave me a voice message. So you can send me a question or you can leave a comment and I can maybe share the voice clips in future episodes. So yeah, make sure that you like disclose as much or as little personal information as you're comfortable with. And you can definitely keep anonymous. If you want to have your voice memo featured, send one through and yeah, I definitely want to start doing more like Q and A's. So so exciting. I hope everyone's doing well. Stay hydrated. Tell your friends and family that you love them and go be a better person. Bye.